This is exactly right. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're here in the backyard. I went to Disneyland yesterday. I, there's just no way of me not talking about it, not at least bringing it up, because who knows how it's going to color my behavior over the course of this episode. Uh, but that's all I have. To, I mean, that's not all I have to say. Maybe we will talk about it. And you can tell that I'm really just falling apart even bringing it up let's bring the guest on the guest is so funny irene too welcome to i said no gifts thank you for having me of course i this energy i've brought today is i blame it entirely on disneyland on disneyland have you been to Disneyland? i've never been to disneyland you've never been to disneyland no i've been to disney world okay which i heard is better anyways okay i went a lot when i was a kid because i'm from the midwest it was much closer um, but I've not been to Disneyland. I do want to go. Hell on earth. Really? I, look, I've been so many times. I've been, I think I've finally reached my breaking point. Why do you keep going then? Well, it's usually someone's in town. Yesterday, my sister and her family were in town. So I spent the $230. I drive Oof. to Disneyland and just had a, a truly, it's not a good experience. What's bad? Like the lines or the kids? It's hard to pinpoint, but like maybe four hours into the the day, I started thinking, if I were to design a prison, (laughs) I would, I I don't know that it would be exactly like Disneyland, but I, it probably wouldn't be that much different. Wow. There's something, there's an element of just draining you and punishment that uh, feels very inherent to the, somebody's designed it that way. I think... I haven't gone yet because I don't like large crowds, mm-hmm. and Disneyland is large crowds. Right. I don't like a lot of children, a lot okay. of kids, <laughs> so really not much going for me. But I do love Mickey Mouse. Okay, so that's one point for Disney. One point for all the mascots and the <laughs> costumes and everything else I don't like. Do you like the rides? I like a ride that's not too scary. Nice gentle ride. Yeah. Such as like a... Um, like I don't like any of like that up di- upside down stuff. Roller like when I would coasters. go to yes, I don't like roller coasters. Okay. I also don't like spinning teacups. Those make oh. me ill. Spinning teacups, uh, late in life development for me. The nausea. I used to be able to do them. Oh no! I've always wanted to throw up immediately <laughs> after. It's a horrible experience. I don't know how anyone has fun on those. Well, I think there's just like there are people built differently than you and I, who I like. It's almost like a different species. That's like able to enjoy just being flung around over and over and over. I'm like, oh, you like wanting to almost throw (laughs) up? Like that's fun for you? But that's not what they're feeling. Their their perspective is, I'm in heaven. I'm having the time of my life. 
I, I don't know where I am and that's fun. Like, <laughs> I always want to know where I am. You don't like just being completely disoriented? No, absolutely not. I never <laughs> want to be disoriented. Yeah, I though like get I rode the teacups probably for my last time in 2007. I remember got off and it felt like I had had the flu for four days. I mean, just yeah. awful experience. Terrible. Can't do that. But I do like a spooky ride. I like a thrill. Okay. I like a I roller coaster. I enjoy a nice little someone pops out and's like boo. And I'm like oh okay, you know, <laughs> like that's kind of fun for a second. When were you in Disney World? Um, I went a lot like as a kid because that's where we would go for like Christmas right. vacation. Right. Yeah. So, and did you have a favorite ride while you were there? No, I don't really remember. <laughs> I guess the last time I went to Disney World was maybe four or five years ago. Okay. We went with my, my grandparents and um, we went to Epcot. I don't sure. think there's a ton of rides at Epcot. No, it's kind of like a weird school fair about the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like a little bit of what, each country right, and But not booths. like enough No, not to enough. Learn. Yeah, nothing good. <laughs> Just kind of vague notions of what other countries are, It was basically. like, here's some food that kind of tastes like it's from this area <laughs> and it's really overpriced. Imagine if every restaurant in that country was a cafeteria. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Epcot. I think I, I we, my family went there when I was in eighth grade. I feel like Epcot, you only need to go one time Mm -hmm. and you don't ever need to go again. Yeah, I mean, what would there be left to do? I I guess if you consider it just like as like going to the park (laughs) and you're just like walking around and I don't know. Yeah, a really expensive park. (laughs) Full of Floridians. Yeah. (laughs) And tourists. Yeah, I uh, the Disney experience is, I guess I'll probably just keep getting roped into it because people keep coming to town. Well, why don't you go to Universal Studios? That's where I really want to go because they have Harry Potter World. People love the Harry Potter World, but Universal Studios to me is just a huge, huge slab of concrete Mm. burned by the sun. The last time I was there was actually at night for their, what is it, Hollywood Horror Nights? Oh, sure. Horrible experience. Really? Truly terrible. Maybe I just hate going to all of these. I think you don't like theme parks. I'm sorry to just come on here and hurt. I mean, these things bring a lot of people joy, and I don't want to diminish that for other people. But the Halloween Horror Nights was bad. I think that it was just an objectively bad experience. Like they were, it was too scary or it was just like not fun? It was not fun. I love like a haunted house. I love going through a haunted house. But this is more just truly waiting in line with teenagers for hours on end and then maybe five minutes through a haunted house and then it's what 12 30 and you've been through one haunted house and this was 90 dollars. <laughs> that's not for that, me yeah i could just go to my parents basement <laughs> oh god <laughs> memories um, scary do you like have you ever been through one of these haunted houses i actually haven't you haven't no i've never gone to a haunted house does that hold any appeal to you for you um I am surprised that I'm, I never thought about it until right now. I was like, oh, I've never been to a haunted house. <laughs> um, I would go right. just to experience it, but no one's ever asked me to go. Like, oh, I've boy. never gotten a haunted house invite, <laughs> and I'm not going to go by myself. No, that certainly seems not. terrible. That feels That's sad. strange in so many ways. Yeah, no, no, no. To just show up at one of, they're basically, it's like a big warehouse, and then you wait in a line alone, and then you wander through alone. Yeah, no, that's that's how you get murdered. Or oh, that's how you murder. Yeah, either, either way, way. <laughs> there's murder involved. That feels like a, and you know what happens? It's happening all the time. There are what? people 
people going to these things alone, certainly. And I'm a big advocate of going to things alone, but not a haunted house. That doesn't oh, make no, any no, sense no, no, to no. me. No. Zero sense at all. Uh, but I do love a haunted house. It sounds like you're going to have to be the, the inviter. Yeah, or someone could invite me. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this podcast, Listener, you can reach invite out. Me. Irene is desperate you to go to haunted house. You have to pay for it as well because I don't want to pay ninety dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those uh, and apparently someone was telling me recently that the Halloween haunted horror nights or whatever the hell it is called, you can pay an extra like hundred dollars to skip the lines, but then you are truly paying two hundred dollars to get scared, to get spooked a little bit. No, it's it's not happening for me. No, thank you. I would th- think for weeks after. Oh, I could have bought a nice lamp. Uh, you could buy the- several lamps, <laughs> several mediocre lamps. Yes, a bunch of horrible lamps. Yes. Just fill your home with bad lamps. <laughs> I've been trying. To, I've been um, doing some light lamp shopping recently. I need a floor lamp, and I can't. Those are really hard to buy. They're so hard to yeah, buy. Yeah, my mom was trying to get one for our house, and she gave up. <laughs> I've kind of given up. First of all, the pricing is pure mayhem. I mean, I don't like. I don't know what like a the a normal price for a floor. I also is. don't know what a normal price is, but the ones we were looking at that were nice were crazy expensive. Like what what sort of pricing are we looking at here? I f- think it was between one and two thousand dollars. Oh my god. But wow. I think we we were like in New Orleans and oh. we were just kind of like window shopping and right. she was like, Oh, this looks cool. And I was like, that is really expensive. So these were like lamp boutiques. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. The lamps I've been recently circling are like in the three to four hundred dollar range, which still feels like a lot of money to me. And then there are like lamps between one and two hundred dollars. I'm like, those look like they cost a hundred dollars. Yeah, you don't want like an IKEA looking right. lamp. I don't know. So I've kind of just given up. And but uh, what? So it's just gonna be dark in your room. <laughs> yeah, I mean it has been for two years. <laughs> I I will just suffer. I mean the lengths I will suffer. It's. A bottomless pit. I can't wait to get a house and then pay someone to interior decorate my house. I do not want to do any of the furnishing. (laughs) But that costs so much money. I know, but at least I don't have to think about it and then not buy anything. And then I've wasted time. Are you like a... And I have an empty house. Are you efficient with time use? No. (laughs) I would like to be. But I do spend a lot of time just like worrying or like, am I like, is this the right decision? Mm -hmm. And that occupies a lot of brain space. So I would rather pay someone to do it for me and then I don't have to think about it. And that's very much my mindset. Uh, I'm so bad. I'm paralyzed by decision-making. Choice scares me. When you're not able to make a decision, what does that look like? Are you just staring at your phone? Are you watching TV? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of staring at my phone, watching TV, just doing other tasks, and then not completing the one that I was trying to decide. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Yes. Okay. And how do you ultimately make decisions? Um, it's whatever speaks to me at some point, <laughs> which sounds so stupid. But at some point, I will decide because I'm like, oh, this is the right decision. But it takes so long that I would have rather just chosen the wrong thing to begin with, you know? <laughs> right. Like, And I guess that's a good mindset of like, just make the wrong choice. Then you'll know it was wrong at least. And you can yeah. start working towards the but right I choice. I can't do it. I can't either. I'm, I, I'm terrified the wrong choice is going to ruin everything. I know. But you know it won't. Oh, of course. Like, I know. Logically. Yeah. If you look at it in any rational or realistic way, of course, it's not going to ruin your life. But tell my brain that. I mean, tell I know, the rest of my brain. I think it's just brain. like perfectionism, you know? Yeah. 
But <laughs> there's no element of my life that feels like it was done by a perfectionist. Yeah. So that's also a problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, uh, things to work through. Things to work through. Halloween's coming up. I'm, I don't have a costume. No costume. Are you going to dress up? Probably not. <laughs> um, unless I was invited to a Halloween party, which right. again, podcast people invite me to your Halloween party <laughs> and I will politely decline. <laughs> um, unless I actually do know people at the party. I just don't like going to a party and not knowing anybody there. Right, right. And nobody ever invites me to a Halloween party. You, so no one I, wants you involved with the scary for? things in their lives. Yeah. I wonder what's driving that. How long have you been in L.A.? Um, I think three, four years now. Okay. I think you have to be in LA for about 25 years before you get invited <laughs> to a party. I think that's kind of the standard. But that's like the only reason to put together a nice costume is to show it off. Of course. Well, it's like, why am I, I'm dressing up for my apartment alone? That's sad. I had to put time and effort into thinking of a great costume just for me. Oh, that brings, I mean, that makes me very sad. Yeah. Just staring in the mirror, complimenting yeah. yourself. I'm taking a selfie of my costume that nobody else saw to put on Instagram. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> and then heading to a haunted house alone. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Does, uh, can you remember the last time you were really scared by something that you felt like genuine fear? I mean, I get nightmares a lot. Oh, you do? Yeah. So probably that. Uh, are they like, someone's trying to kill me? Uh, they are pretty vivid a lot of the times where I think it's real. I, like, have woken up, like, crying or, like, screaming before. Oh, my God. Um, a lot of times is it is, like, someone's trying to kill me and I'm, like, running away. Someone's trying to shoot me. <laughs> um, I had one recently where I think it was, like, a travel experience gone bad where I was, like, skydiving and then I was going to die. Um. Yeah, just stuff like that. A skydiving dream is an interesting one, like a falling dream to have. Were you at home, like in bed, or were you in a car I mean, or something? Sleeping? Yes. Yeah, I was sleeping in my bed. Well, <laughs> but I, I I ask because I feel like I only have falling dreams when I'm I fall asleep in the car oh, or when I'm no. like in motion. No, 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 these are happening in my bed. Your brain is really going to work then. Yeah. Have you ever been skydiving? No, I don't want to go skydiving. What an interesting dream to have then. I don't know if it was like I was skydiving because I wanted to or I just was forced to skydive. Thrown out of a plane. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're in a plane and suddenly I'm not in the plane. I guess I'm skydiving. I guess I'm being murdered. I think yeah. that's what the, the term for that. <laughs> I'm going to be murdered. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of nightmares. Uh, I dream a little bit, I suppose. But... Yeah, I feel like the last time I like felt a genuine fear was probably I was camping in the Utah mountains and okay. there were reports of mountain lions. They had attacked people. And my friends and I had all gone to bed for the night. We were all getting ready to fall asleep. And something started pushing up against the side of the tent. And there's nothing you can do in that situation except for just, I guess, wait for the thing to go away or kill you. And so we eventually fell asleep. And I've never felt like death as close as that. The next morning, we wake up and we go out and we look at the outside of the tent and there's a single raccoon paw on the side of the tent. Oh, it was, no. A raccoon had just gone up and like lightly grazed the tent and walked away. But the fear was unbelievable. Oh, my Pure God. fear. Yeah. But I, yeah, I guess I don't get really scared otherwise, unless I'm home alone late at night and I've seen something scary recently, like a scary movie or something. Oh, yeah. I don't watch scary movies. Never? Yeah, no. I try not to. Saw a movie called Barbarian recently that was horrifying. Oh, I'm not watching that. 
<laughs> I mean, anyone out there that wants to see a scary movie, Barbarian is the movie to see. It's uh, an Airbnb nightmare. Truly horrifying. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I wish I didn't even know that this movie existed. <laughs> Are you an Airbnb renter user? I have rented Airbnbs before, but I do prefer a hotel. Because yes. you know what you're going to get. And you know that- Even if they're bad, you can still complain to the front desk. Right. And the sheets are going to get changed. Yeah, yeah. And you have that luxury of throwing the towel on the floor. Oh, yeah. You can leave the room like a mess. I try not to leave it like crazy right. messy, but you you don't, you don't have to like put it back where you found it and stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. Something I've always found weird or like uh, that's, I feel like an easy way to tell something about how someone behaves in a hotel is when you go in and if you sit down on the comforter and they freak out, they're like, you don't know how filthy those are. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you've made one filthy before. Yeah. That's that's the only thing going through my mind. It's like, so you've done something truly disgusting. Yeah, I was like, I've never thought about that. <laughs> like the filthiest possible. Oh, no. Like it's probably clean enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I try to, I leave a hotel room clean enough. Well, I was on Twitter which, you know, is a mistake always. <laughs> Why? Yeah. But I was on Twitter and there was like a while ago, there was a thing where people were saying that there were creepy Airbnb hosts that had like cameras like in the Airbnbs. And I was like, that's right. horrifying. Of course. I remember I uh, when I was in, I think ninth or 10th grade, I went with my brother and my dad to Alaska and we stayed in a... Obviously not an Airbnb. It wasn't around yet. But like in this lady's B&B, it's hard to say B&B at this point without putting air in front of it. But we stayed at her lodge or whatever. And my brother had to borrow her laptop at one point uh, because he was selling something on eBay. And this was long before everyone had a laptop, blah, blah, blah. He started looking at her search history. Oh, no. And one of the things she had searched was in shower, uh, shower head cameras. And we also found out her screen name was Lusty Lady Linda. Oh, no. I so there's this. there's a chance that there's just footage out there of me as a 10th grader naked in a shower. Oh, that's not okay. Hopefully she kept I mean, it for a personal library. Porn, yeah. So. <laughs> but that that was a that was a scary experience. And I'm sure that's happened before. That's so creepy. People are so scary. There are so many creeps. You've got to be real careful, especially after you watch Barbarian. You'll never. Oh, no. <laughs> We've got to get back to haunted hotels. I like a haunted hotel. There's something a little more dignified about a scary hotel. Yeah, it's historic, you know? Ooh, yeah. there was a ghost living here. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's also throwing towels on the floor. It's yeah. like relaxed at the very least. Oh, well, there's something else. I mean, I really could talk about haunted things all day, but I want to talk about something else. What? You agreed to be on I Said No Gifts in the recent past, and I was really excited. I thought we'll have a nice time. Irene's so funny. She'll come, she'll go, everything will be fine. And so I woke up this morning and went about my normal business, which was mostly just sitting at the kitchen counter for three hours before I realized I needed to get ready. Uh, I got ready. Annalise came over, set up for the podcast, and one o'clock rolls around. Here you come up the driveway holding a bag. I'm just going to ask you right now, is that a gift for me? I, I may have brought a gift for you. Okay. Uh, I may have brought a gag gift for you, <laughs> even. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's in a little, uh, obviously, reused bag. Yes. That is called uh, being eco-friendly. <laughs> uh, it's uh, from a cannabis company. It's a nice little black bag, almost a gift bag. 
Should I open it here on the podcast? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's get into it here. That's very small. That's some reaching in, reaching in. <laughs> this is actually there's nothing a uh, gag about this. I've just pulled out uh, a four pack of flossers. Yes. Why did you? First of all, I'm just going to plant my flag. I love these. So I'm going to put them in my bag. This is so such a. Do you like flossers? I love flossers. Okay, this is now we can be friends. I hate when people don't floss. Everyone's telling you to floss. Medical oh, I know. professionals are telling you to floss. Yeah, but some people just don't floss. And I'm like, you need to floss. <laughs> How often are you flossing? I floss at least once a day, okay. sometimes more. Wow, sometimes more. And when you say more, is that twice a day or is this becoming, are you like, not like unhealthy? 10 times? No, no, okay. no, no. Um, usually I floss, well, I always floss before bed. Okay, right. Um, you know, you got to get all end the, of the day. End of the food, got to, end of the day, got to right. get all the food. Don't want that living tea. in there overnight. No, no, no. That's how you get cavities and other stuff. Um, but sometimes I'll floss like um, after a meal. After a meal, Or sure. if there's something stuck in my If teeth. you've had like an extra, like a meal with a lot of seeds. Uh, sure. What other, what other things really get stuck or like, in your teeth? Or um, like if you eat like corn, uh, that's always stuck in my teeth. Oranges. Oranges, right. Things nice and pulpy. Yeah. Those feel like floss activities. I'm going to be honest, I floss every other day. Okay. I'm trying to get into more of a habit of flossing every well. day. And now I have these. But I uh, recently was, I uh, did a podcast on another podcast network and I went into their bathroom and they had an amazing bathroom. They had flossers available. They had it all. I grabbed a whole handful and just threw them in my bag, fully oh, yeah. stole them from this podcast network. <laughs> um, and so, but now I've got this extra four and I will say, uh, we won't name the network. I don't want to shame anyone, but they were kind of in crappy packaging. So they're probably already loose at the bottom oh. of my bag. <laughs> these are in kind of a these hard- These are not opened yet. Right. Uh, where did you get these? I honestly do not remember. <laughs> Well, because I, 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 I use floss. I don't really use flossers mm-hmm. as much. Um, so I just have— So these were just about the house. They were they were around. Okay. To be given to you. <laughs> they were just waiting there yeah. in your drawer of gifts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like floss. I mean, I usually do also use just a regular floss. Yeah, but these are good like on the go because I don't really like to carry floss with me. Right. And also like wrapping the floss around your fingers in and public or whatever. And then they're dirty and then you got to wash your hands. Right. It's a whole thing. This is more like I can be in the dark of the car, <laughs> pull these out and I'm flossing immediately. Um, and they reach to the back nicely. I mean, the last two years of dental, everything for me has been pure hell. And what I don't know hell happening with I know you my life today. is falling apart. Uh absolutely falling apart. No, I've I mean I've talked about this almost nonstop on this podcast how I had a horrible dentist who has created so many issues for me. And now I'm, I'm Did you have like a whack dentist? As far as I'm concerned. I mean, the guy has as far as I can tell created permanent damage in my teeth. No. So now I'm wait- waiting on Dr. Rachel to fix it all, but the appointments are Bonkers. Yeah. Dental appointments are, it's like, they tell you there's something wrong, actively wrong in your mouth, and they're like, can we see you in five months? It's crazy. What are we talking? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, I'm now 
I'm flossing even more seriously. I've got the electric toothbrush. Do you do mm. use an electric toothbrush? I don't. I tried for a bit, um, but I actually have kind of like sensitive gums, and I okay. think the electric toothbrush kind of irritates it a little bit more. So oh, I actually just used a I just use a regular toothbrush. An extra soft. Yeah, extra soft bristles. Right. Why do they sell a hard toothbrush? Oh, I don't know who is using that. It's every dentist will say, do not buy that. Yeah, they're always like soft or like in my case, like extra soft. Right, like uh, prescription soft, yeah. basically. <laughs> the hard, is that for like to clean floors? Yeah, I don't, who's using the hard? Even the medium. Yeah, I've never used a medium. They've got to just remove those from the market because occasionally when I was no, uh, when I was acoustic toothbrush, I, um, <laughs> acoustic. I would mistakenly buy like a hard one, I would blindly just grab something off of the shelf, you know, just randomly grabbing and go home. And now I've got a hard toothbrush and you're not returning it. No. So now you're trapped with this horrible toothbrush. And it like makes you bleed. Of course. It, I don't know that it cleans teeth. I think that it just grinds your gums to pieces. Yeah. I, Maybe they sell them so then you screw up your mouth. And then that's how the dentists make money. <laughs> Look, after my experience with the last dentist, I would not put it past the that's dental society or is it the dental association. I think it's association. Those people, there's something going on there. I had a whack dentist for like a hot second. And what happened? So I've never had a cavity in my entire life. Oh my Not to God. brag. That's, in, that's incredible. Even yeah. as a kid? Yeah. Never had a single cavity. What? Yeah. And do you like do your parents have good dental hygiene as well? Uh yeah, I think my mom had a, like a root canal at some point or whatever, but I I literally never had like so they've anything just wrong it with on my to teeth. You. They've Yeah, and I I was just always really good about like brushing my teeth and right. I didn't eat a lot of like candy or soda when I was a kid right, too, so right. I think that helped. But never had anything wrong with my teeth and I had bright, you know, I had braces, sure, but it's sure. fine. Um and then Right after I got my, off my parents' health insurance, I couldn't go to the dentist that I liked anymore, and I moved to California, so I had to find a new dentist. Right. So then I just had some, I don't know, random dentist that mm -hmm. works with my insurance. And then she told me, six months after I'd gone to my previous dentist, and he said there was nothing wrong, she told me I had five cavities <gasps> and gum disease. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. Make the lie believable. I was like, in six months— <laughs> You're telling me I got five? Ca I mean, yeah, I drank a couple sodas. Like, there's <laughs> no way. I think even if you were not taking care of yourself at all, getting five cavities and gum disease in that period is impossible. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, what was she like, we got to get these things filled? She was like, yeah, we could do it like now, basically. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. And she was like, it's going to cost $3,000. And I was like, no. But please, I'm about to go out of business. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'll think about it. Never went back. I went back to my old dentist. I I begged him, just like, just look. Right. You know, just, and then he looked. He was like, you're fine. Wow. Have you, like, looked into her since? Um, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. Oh, no. But I did look into, like, that place. And it does have bad reviews. Wow. I'm going like, to have to ask you off the Like, I think they're just fully scamming people. That is How does something like that not caught by the government? Well, I think it was like, uh, it, I had like covered California or whatever, but right. it, and I think they're just trying to scam like low income people. Wow, that is horrible. Yeah, they just tell you there's things wrong with their teeth, you got to fix it now. And you're like, okay, I don't know any better, right? What grief. What part of LA is it in? That was when I was in the Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you're in the Bay Area, be very careful about which dentist you're going to. Yeah, look online, I guess. 
check the reviews. Right. DM me separately and be like, is this, <laughs> am I okay? I'm like, just I don't know. Just inundated with dental I requests. Um, yeah, that's really scary. The other thing though about like checking reviews of any medical professional is also like, most, pe- most people who have a good experience at one of these things usually doesn't leave a review. It's usually yes. the person who may have been one in a thousand that had a bad experience. Yeah. So it's really impossible to tell who it you're dealing hard. with. But when there's a lot of bad reviews that are really bad, um, it's, it's probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's terrible. Five cavities. And no- and gum disease. Gum disease. I was so scared because I've never, you know, had a single cavity. Right. I, was like, I had a like an existential crisis. <laughs> of course. Who have I become? I know. I was like, I'm the person with no cavities. And now I have five and gum disease. Like, I don't know who I am anymore. My identity has been shattered. Truly. <laughs> I really feel like, and I don't want to rain on your parade, there's going to be a cavity in your future, and you've got to brace yourself for that. Yeah. You've got to start making a plan for how you're going to handle it emotionally. I know. It is painful to get it filled. Not the most painful thing in the world, but it's just kind of a long, torturous experience. Yeah. And then you may end up with a dentist like me who somehow makes it worse, and then you live with it for years. What if I just don't fill it? That's an interesting question. What does happen when the cavity is just left to be a hole in your tooth? Does it rot out? Probably. But I I don't think I've ever had anything in my tooth that was even close to being like rotting out. So I've never thought about it. Right. I feel like that probably takes a lot for your mouth to be like considered rotting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd have to be in pain to be like, okay, I'll do some research on filling this cavity. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, like I currently have a cavity and this it's so it's also I feel a little sh- ashamed of it because for the longest time I didn't have cavities. I had ca- a few as a kid and then never cavities. And then I think the pandemic shifted something in the way my brushing habits or uh, something. And now I've got a cavity and Dr. Rachel gave me months before my big appointment. So I crazy. guess it's fine to just live with it. I mean does it hurt? Not not the cavity she she identified, but the cavity that scumbag drilled into last year is now hurting. I can't eat a nut. I can't eat anything hard on that side of my mouth. That's horrible. And now I'm like, do I call the dentist and tell them? And then they set up another appointment. It's, it really stresses me out. But I have these flossers. I mean, that won't fix your cavity, but... It'll hopefully prevent future cavities. Yeah. And gum disease. And gum disease. What's your feeling on telling somebody uh, that they have something in their teeth? Oh, I do it. You do, and how do you approach it? I go, you have something in your teeth, <laughs> or I'll just point to it. <laughs> I'm not subtle at all. I'm just like, <laughs> fix this. I think that's good. I think ever if everyone did that, it would be fine. Fine, and there would be like because you always the person's face always kind of drops, and you can. Uh, I feel like they're they, the blood runs from their face, and they're yeah. kind of ashamed. Yeah. It's not, that happens to but everyone. isn't it worse if you were just staring at it the whole time and said nothing? Of course. If I had dinner with a friend, wonderful time, we're laughing, we're chatting, I go out in the car and then look in the rearview mirror and there's something in my teeth, that person has just betrayed me. They, like, revel in me embarrassing myself. Yeah, the whole time. I would never trust that person again. Of course not. So I guess it's just like a, a policy of honesty. But it every time it happens, every time a friend has something in their, in their teeth— I'm so scared to let them know. Well, how do you say it? Uh, very meekly, you have something in your teeth. But I'm embarrassed. I feel bad. I feel mm. like 
But I'm doing them a favor. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. Of course. Unless you were like, ha you got food in your teeth. You know, like a bully. <laughs> this is also now that we're chatting about this, I'm like, what if I currently have something in my teeth? And Irene's just like... That would be really funny. If I said, oh, I would totally tell you if you had something in your teeth. And then you finish the podcast, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, that's been there the whole time. <laughs> I would burn you to the ground. <laughs> I would absolutely torture you. I'd be like, yeah, that's why I got you these flossers. <laughs> it was passive aggressive. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was supposed to be a different gift. And I saw what was happening in your teeth. I was like, actually, you take ran back this. to the car. Yeah. <laughs> I've got something else. You, you don't need this expensive watch. Um, but so before I opened this, you did say it was kind of a gag gift. What did you expect my reaction to be? Um, to, to laugh. And you laughed. I did laugh. Yeah. But did you think I'd be like, I'm not flossing my teeth? Um, I didn't know what you would say because I don't know what your dental hygiene mm-hmm. standards are. Right. <laughs> but um, it's definitely not a gift that I would give normally, I would right. say. Right, you know? That would be an interesting gift, like a wedding gift. They <laughs> unwrap it in front of the parents and it's just a bunch yeah. of flossers. You, or- I bought you a thousand flossers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good gift. It's really unconventional. I mean, I would love to, if if someone bought me a year's worth of floss. I'd be like, hell yeah! I don't that's have like to buy a floss. sweepstakes. Yeah. Uh, a never-ending floss. I, I'd go for it. Have you ever won a sweepstakes? No, but I did win a radio contest one time what? to meet Taylor Swift. What? When was this? In high school. I, I mean, I, I'm just going to be silent for a minute. I want to hear about. Everything about this. Um, well, I'm a huge Swifty, huge okay. Taylor Swift fan. And in high school, they were doing this like radio promotion thing where you had to show up at this mall and you write your name on like a little piece of paper with your name, phone number, email, whatever. Right. I brought my whole family with me. <laughs> we all put our names in the like the bucket right. and they drew names. And actually my grandma's name got drawn. <laughs> but she doesn't care right. about Taylor she Swift. She was part so- of the the scam you yeah, were running. Yeah, yeah, so she was like, you you go. Here are the tickets, you go. So you got to go to the concert and meet her? Yes. What was that experience like? Um, well, it was also crazy because I guess my grandma didn't write her phone number clearly enough. Uh-huh. So they gave us the tickets in advance. Okay. But then they're supposed to like contact you the day before for the meet and greet. Like there was a whole VIP experience. Wow. And they didn't have our phone number. So then like the day before, I'm like, they never contacted me. So for, I had to like call like the people, (laughs) like I was doing like hours of research. I'm like, where's my meet and greet experience? And it ended up, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but I went to the concert. I like ran into other people, like whatever, a long story short, I did end up meeting her, but I didn't get the whole VIP experience. But I still got to meet her because I was like, here's the thing where it says I won, but they never contacted me. Yeah. That's a pretty good Yeah, thing they felt want. bad, and I guess they emailed me some free stuff after. But I'm like, that's not the same no. as me walking around with Taylor Swift for You two like would probably hour. be dear friends by now. I know. Think of the path your life could have taken. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Your grandma, I hope she learned her lesson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I should have double-checked her work, you know? <laughs> Everyone, show me your entries. Uh, yeah, yeah. For- <laughs> Make sure the seven looks like a seven. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. I've never really won a sweepstakes like that. I need to enter more. Yeah, it was crazy. I feel like at some point there was like an Oprah episode about like these people uh, enter sweepstakes all the time. And it was like what they did as a job or something. Oh, really? 
I mean, I might be inventing that, but that would be a good episode of Oprah. Let's be honest. (laughs) Like, I've ruined my life, but I won (laughs) one sweepstake. (laughs) I've never heard sweepstakes uh, singular like that, and I love that. Oh, I, I guess I don't know what the singular... I just made it. As- I think it, I think there should be a singular yeah. sweepstake. Yeah, it's like a much smaller... It's like when you it's enter like at a what grocery I want store. It's was a sweepstake. But, but yours, I think, qualifies as a sweepstakes. Well, what I ended up getting was a sweepstake. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, the ultimate prize, I mean, at the end for you, was kind of half of the experience. So did you, when you met Taylor, was it just like, hi, so nice to meet you? Yeah, there was, like, a line of people that were meeting her. Okay. Um, I remember she was very tall, and she was wearing, like, high heels, too. Right. So she was she's super tall. And I was very emotional, and I was like, hi, it's great to meet you. And I'm a huge fan of Ellen, too, and I knew she was, like, on the Ellen show, and she liked Ellen. Right. So I brought her a gift. Oh, my God. Flossers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see imagine? it from the audience, Taylor. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Yeah, when you sang White Horse, I could see that piece of broccoli in your teeth. So I brought you some flosses. <laughs> no, what did you bring her? No, I brought her a DVD of like um, Ellen's like, I think it was DVD-licious. Okay. It was just like Ellen's greatest hits on the first few seasons of her talk show or something. <laughs> so I great. gave it to her. She's like, oh, was, you know, she was very nice about it. I'm sure she threw it away. Oh, I imagine she holds, it's probably in her purse right now. I mean, I hope she didn't throw it away because in hindsight, I wish I had kept the DVD because now I don't own it. <laughs> Physical media is so important. I have a DVD player. I am a huge champion, I mean, despite not really using it anymore, of physical media. My friend was saying recently, he thinks that DVDs are going to make a comeback like vinyl. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because, you know, these streaming services are wiping it off, right? Mm -hmm. And to have the power to have it sitting in your closet, people are going to learn their lesson in a hard way. Taylor, mail me that DVD back (laughs) if you're not actively watching it. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, what what a sweepstake story. Uh, Well, I feel like it's time to play a game. Please. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten from you. Seven. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. So while I'm doing this, you have the microphone. You can recommend something. You can promote something. You can share a recipe. You can keep talking to Taylor Swift. Whatever you want, I'll be right back. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I am a stand-up comic, and I'm going on tour, so you can come see me live. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this episode's coming out, but I'm going to St. Paul, Minnesota, San Francisco, Denver, San Diego. Um, Just uh, go on my website, irene2.com, for tour dates and tickets. And I guess follow me on social media at irene underscore two. That's T-U. And Taylor Swift, my DMs are always open. Feel free to hit me up. Let me know when you're announcing the new tour. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> I think that this qualifies as like a second chance for you to meet her. I feel like this is a big, we're writing a big uh, entry form, dropping it in that box at the mall. And hopefully Taylor finds out and you get to meet her. Oh, I would love. If anybody knows her somehow, Drop her this little podcast clip (laughs) in the box. She's got to hear. You got ripped off. I did get ripped off. I mean, my grandma technically (laughs) got ripped off. Isn't that sad? That is really a sad story. And Taylor didn't mean it. No, I mean, it's not her fault. I mean, it's kind of no one's fault. So, I mean, it's a blameless situation that needs to be rectified. Yeah. And, you know, there are the Swifties. 
It's a whole army of people working together. Maybe they could reach her and let her know that you kind of only got half the sweepstake experience. Yeah, I didn't get the whole thing. I would love to, you know, see the costumes or whatever happens (laughs) backstage when you get the VIP experience. I don't know. I'll bring my grandma this time. <laughs> oh, if you, I think if you promise to bring your grandma, that's I pro- really going to... I do promise to bring my grandma. Okay, that'll improve yeah. your she, chances. She won't know what's going on at all, but <laughs> she'll be there. <laughs> she'll have the time of her life. Yeah. Taylor wins a new fan. Uh, this is a no-lose situation for anyone. Yes. But uh, what we're about to do could be a lose situation. This is called a gift or a curse. I'm going to name three things. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. There are correct answers here. So just be very careful. Oh, wait, so I do tell you why? Yes. Okay. So number one, this is um, a suggestion from someone named Eden. A listener named Eden has written in, gift or a curse, erasable pens. Gift. And why? Who hasn't wanted to erase something that they've written in pen? That's incredible. Have you ever used one? Yes. Okay. The, the, they're not great. <laughs> They're not as nice as writing with the real pen. Sure. But I like them. Okay. Gift. Wrong. Curse. They're, first of all, they're, they, they do not work as advertised. They do not they work that They certainly don't work. They don't erase that well. They don't write that well. There's but nothing good I about it. I still think it's cool. <laughs> I love the, the hope of the erasable pen, the dream of the erasable pen. If that were... And look, I haven't used one probably since 1995, but... I remember the last time I used one, I was like, I mean, it's a bad situation for everybody. It's a ripoff. Yeah. It's, uh, you write something down, try to erase it, now you just have a blur. That's true. And the writing in the first place is a kind of crappy looking. They're 100% I know the ink curse. in those are weird. What is that ink? Yeah, I don't know. It's a different type of ink. What is ink? I mean, that's a big, bigger question. Great question. <laughs> I, uh, what are the, what are the ingredients of Ink. And then what are the ingredients of erasable ink? I know. What is happening? I I actually, there must be a, like a, how to, what is that show? How does this get made or whatever? Yeah. They must have one on pen ink. Pro- I mean, if they don't, they should do one. Right. I wanna, I'm going to look into okay, this. Okay, but I, you know, side note, what I love though, are those invisible pens? I don't know this. You know, like when you were a kid, you had those ar- uh, invisible markers where you would like write stuff and then it, it would like glow in the dark or something uh, like that. That sounds vaguely familiar. Those were cool. It's like kind or like of like the ones with the UV light. Like I would draw on my legs and then I turn on right. the UV light and my legs look, looked crazy. That looks incredible. What is that? That's another. Yeah, that can't be healthy. Right. That substance is absolute poison. <laughs> That's seeping into your yeah. skin. Uh but yeah, ink, uh, erasable ink, erasable pens are a curse. Zero out of one so far. Okay. That's fine. Okay, number two. Uh, this is from someone, a listener named Nicole. Nicole wrote, wrote in and suggested, gift or a curse, running into someone you went to high school with at your hometown Taco Bell. Gift or a curse. Oh, curse. Why? I don't want to run into anyone I went to high school with. Ever. <laughs> Is there any situation that you would like to run into somebody that you... Like, if I had, like... If it was like, oh, this was my high school bully and I ran into them and they had to, like, fix my car. <laughs> like, maybe that. But no, I don't want to run into anyone who went to high school. Or you're in a more powerful situation. Yes, exactly. Where I'm like, ah, now the tables have turned. 
<laughs> you're here to clean the scum out of the toilet yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my friend Jake has always said, I'm not, I, the only occasion I would go to my high school reunion is if I'm the most famous person on the planet. And well, well, why would you go? <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. He yeah. just simply will never go yeah. uh, unless he's the most powerful human being alive. Yeah, I would never go to my high school reunion. And even if I was the most powerful person alive, I'd be like, why am I at my high school not reunion? Absolutely not. I could be doing happening. literally anything else. I just found out my high school auditorium was uh, the venue for one of the largest funerals in Utah. Oh. Which is such a fascinating sad. fact. It was for a kind of an assassinated polygamist leader. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a weirder fact? I've been on that stage. Oh, no. I've been in that auditorium to learn about like uh, like an anti-drug campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like a dead polygamist up there. Oh, no. Interesting facts about high school. Uh, okay, but uh, you said curse wrong. Gift. What? Wow. What an interesting thing to run into some. I mean... I really feel like that levels the playing field. You're walking into Taco Bell thinking that you, this is going to be a private moment between you and Taco Bell. And then there's somebody, maybe an old friend, maybe an enemy. It doesn't matter. You're now both at Taco Bell. And it, like, there's, you're, there's nothing either of you can say that removes that element. How funny to run into you at Taco Bell. Yeah, I guess. You're both, I mean, you might be at your very lowest you might be celebrating. You can, do, you can do anything at a Taco Bell. Hit rock bottom, have the time of your life. And so you run into this person and suddenly you have something to talk about. You're both, I'm sure, mildly embarrassed about this choice. And uh, What's embarrassing about Taco Bell? I, there's nothing embarrassing. I think it's just, I think there's like an entering a Taco Bell. It's like you're making a particular type mm -hmm. of choice. You're like, today I'm going to go to Taco Bell. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you are going to Taco Bell. We all know what that means. You're going to eat a Taco Bell. And so I don't, I don't know that it's, um, it, it's me for going to Arby's. Proudly go to Arby's. But Nobody I also goes know, to Arby's. Irene, look me in the eye. I go to Arby's. Yeah, I've, you're the second person in my life that has ever said that they go to Arby's. <laughs> Who's the other one? Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I wish. She whispered it in your ear. <laughs> no, it was another comic, I think, that told me that they liked Arby's. And I was like, that was the first person. And I was like, you go to Arby's? I've literally never heard of anybody going to Arby's voluntarily. <laughs> so now, so, but now you understand what I'm saying about Taco Bell. But everyone loves Taco Bell. Well, I can say the same of Arby's. It's not true. I'm going to say it right now. Everyone loves Arby's. No one eats at Arby's. <laughs> no one has an opinion on Arby's because they've never gone. <laughs> I wonder if this... You're from Chicago, right? Yeah. Maybe Arby's is not a... I feel like... I don't think we had a lot of Arby's. Chicago feels like a proud beef town to me, and it feels like they probably have better beef sandwich options or something. I mean, Portillo's has great Italian beef. That okay, is so that, what's see, this Chicago. makes sense to me. But nobody's going to Arby's here either. Bridger Weiniger is. There's you're a community the, of you're us. The, literally, you and my other friend, and I can't remember who it was, are the only people I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life that have gone to Arby's, and yet I see a lot of Arby's commercials. There are so many Arby's commercials. And yeah, because they're really trying Arby's to get here. people to go to Arby's, <laughs> and I'm like, no thank you. And you've never been? I've never stepped foot in an Arby's. Well, this explains why you don't go to Arby's. An Arby's roast beef sandwich is delicious. And if anyone wants to 
Well, no, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get in a fight over this. I will accept a gift card to Arby's listeners. As a little experiment. <laughs> if you go there and you think it's good. <laughs> wow, never been to an Arby's. Uh, but yeah, I think I, if I were to run into somebody at Arby's, an old high school mm. friend or nemesis or whatever, I'd be like, how interesting to see you here at Arby's. And then they could say the same to me. And it's like, what? It, you can't really tell what your life is outside of an Arby's or Taco Bell. You could be living it up. Things could be absolutely horrible. But in that kind of void of these mildly shameful fast food restaurants, uh, there are no, no rules. There are no laws. It's, uh, it's no class system within them. Okay. So I think it levels the playing field in a nice way, and it's a gift. Okay, so... All right, well, I'm going to get this last one. You've gotten zero so far. That's fine. Don't let that shake your confidence. Uh, final one from a listener named Kevin. Gift or a curse? Mirrored ceilings in elevators. Mirrored ceilings in elevators? Yeah, when you look up and the whole thing is mirrors. I would say curse. Why? They're just very confusing. <laughs> I'm like, am I on the ground or am I on the ceiling? I don't like elevators in general. Oh, interesting. I'm always afraid I'm going to get trapped in one, and I have before. <gasps> How many times? Two or three. What? Yeah. How long were you trapped in them? Not long, like less than an hour, but okay. still too long. Were you alone? One time. I can't remember if the first time I was alone or not, but the second time I was alone. That is horrifying. The whole power went off, on, uh, went out on my block, and I went, it's when I was in the elevator. And what do you do in that moment? Do you, do they still what? have the little phone in there? I want to use that no, phone. No, there's a button. So I pushed the button. Okay. And then it called the dispatch or whatever. And did they talk to you? Yeah, and they were like, what happened? I'm like, I'm trapped in the elevator. They're like, oh, the power's out. And they're like, we'll send someone. So it probably took like 45 minutes. Wow, that's yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah, and my phone was like dying too. So I was like, okay, it's just me in this elevator. Phone's oh. about to die. I'm going to die that in here. so scary. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the elevators are more dangerous than people know. Really? Yeah. Okay, don't tell me that. Well, I'm telling a lot of people that now. And now I'm going to, I have a friend who will not get on elevators. And that's more of a thing she has to deal with. But what if she has to go up like 20 floors? She doesn't. What? Yes. Some people are deathly afraid of elevators. And it's, uh, I can't blame them entirely. They don't, uh, they've probably heard some horrible story about mm -hmm. someone getting crushed or trapped and suffocated or, you know, so many things can happen in an elevator. But uh, yeah, I've heard they're more dangerous than one would expect. I've never been trapped on in one, knock on wood. Uh, but the mirror issue, you're saying it's a curse. And yeah, I'm not into it. I mean, I am not trying to make you lose this game. Wow, I lost this one again? <laughs> you completely... How you is this a gift? I, I, what's wrong with you? a nice glamorous ceiling of mirrors? It's dis, it's mildly disorienting. You get to look up. Okay, you're that's going what I was, that down, was the word I was going, looking for. Disorienting. I mean, it's this, disorienting. We should have known when you started talking about the teacups that this was going to be a mm, curse for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think it's wonderful. You get to look up. It's an interesting experience. Um, I feel like if the elevator does get stuck, you can stare up at the mirror and contemplate your life. Oh, and have a full existential yeah. crisis <laughs> yes. while look, staring at myself in the trapped elevator. No, thank you. <laughs> I love elevator ceilings in general. I think they're just in, an interesting thing. I love like in a movie when somebody, of course, moves one of the things out and oh, sneaks the little through. Tile thing. Yeah. I've always wanted to try that. Uh, but, I guess if it's mirrored, that's probably more difficult. Yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to But more do that. exciting. I feel like in a movie, you shoot it. Mm -hmm. The mirror sh uh, rains down. It's so cinematic, and then you're crawling up the shaft. 
I welcome any anything new in an elevator. I miss the little telephones. I might am I imagining that there used to be telephones in them? I think there were telephones in them. Okay, I feel like at some the point there was like been. a little door you opened and there was just yes, like a phone you could yes, chat there on. Yes, was because I was in a building recently and they had one of the old-timey telephones. In I would the love to call somebody from that for just like uh, to catch up. Yeah. Th- that would be so much fun. Be like, hey, where are you calling from? Ooh, I'm in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I mean, I hate to see this. Uh, the listener hates to see it. But at least you stood by your choices. You didn't back down. You know what? It's okay. That's a little win for you, uh, just standing by your opinions. And I appreciate it. Okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They have problems. Everyone has a different problem. My listeners have more than most. Uh, <laughs> and so we try to help. And so let's answer a question. Will you help me answer a question? Sure. Okay, this is, uh, is there some sort of cricket. I wonder if anybody hears that. And if you don't, that's I fine. I think it's a bird. Oh, is that a bird? That's a beautiful. Yeah, that's definitely a bird. That's a, That bird is just nonstop. <laughs> it's <laughs> good for it. It's just uh, got a lung full of air and it's chirp. Oh, and now it's stopped. It got a little bit. It's bashful. Oh, that was the cricket thing you were talking about. I thought you were talking oh. about the bird from over here. Okay, there are well, a lot got, of sounds. There are sounds. A lot of sounds in the world. That's one thing about Earth. There are a lot of sounds here. Um, okay, dear Bridger and informed guest. That's a nice thing to call you, an oh. informed guest. Uh, this fall, I have four weddings to attend. Like many people in their early thirties, twenty twenty two has been absolutely packed with weddings due to backlogs from the previous few years. Now, I don't have loads of friends. Okay, this person's kind of coloring themselves as a loser, but that's okay. Uh, But four of my best ones all decided that this fall was the time for their weddings. And then in parentheses, it says, I am also in two of these wedding parties as a their honor and a groomsman. What's a their honor? I don't know. I've never heard. I know what a groomsman is. Yeah, I've never heard of this wedding term. I bet you their honor is like, you weren't good enough to be a groomsman, but they still wanted to make you feel special. Oh, right, right. The The wedding tier of importance is, will always be baffling to me. It just feels like a good area for hurt feelings. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just causing drama. Annalise? I mean, I have a here saying a man of honor is a male who holds the role of maid of honor. Wow. Okay. We've never heard, no one's ever heard of this, but this person's obviously a wedding pro. Okay, let's get back into it. So he's got four weddings this fall. Okay, the pre-wedding events have taken my entire summer. The costs are absolutely stacking up. I have worked hard to manage my resentments and show up for all my friends as much as possible and so and so believe we are okay on that front. To make matters worse, I am also moving out of my home right after the weddings are complete. I don't know what that detail means. Okay. Uh, We can safely say I am broke. Oh, maybe that's why he's moving out of the home. Let's say I am broke and I do not have any more time or money for these people. I don't believe I have time for crafting gifts or giving them experiences. I'm considering giving everybody an IOU card, but I feel like that's rude. What could I do about all these impending gifts? And then in parentheses, no, I don't have a plus one for any of these events. Thanks, Shane. So Shane, I feel like, is being abused. <laughs> Shane has been invited to all these weddings, uh, doing all these jobs at the weddings, doesn't get a single plus one to any of them? Is, is it he doesn't have a plus one or he doesn't get a plus one? Oh, interesting. So now I this is Shane's reading, fault. I was reading it as Shane doesn't have a plus okay, one. Okay, and this, is, this goes to uh, my way of thinking of being like, oh, if he's being abused and no. 
they're taking him, him for granted. Uh, so we'll so just, unsure. We're on unsure that. on okay. that. And that's Shane's fault. That's yeah, entirely that's Shane's true. fault. Shane uh, needs to take a letter writing course. <laughs> anyway, so Shane's considering giving an IOU card. What do you think about that? I say just um, unfriend all of these people. <laughs> Pre-wedding or after? Now. <laughs> oh, yeah, pre-wedding. Pre-wedding. Not just after. don't show up at the weddings at yeah, all. Yeah, just be like, I'm sick. I'm overwhelmed. No, that's not, not a bad excuse. I think just we're still... Like, I still have COVID. Right. We've got... I think COVID excuses are getting a little harder to bring up. Yeah. I used one recently with... I a, mean, it sounds like he is getting abused by his friends. Yes. So just like fake COVID. <laughs> He's uh, been like driven out of his home by these weddings. Apparently. I, there are details that we are missing, and I am curious. Because I'm like, wait, why are you moving out of the home right after the weddings? And then you don't want to go, but then is there a plus one? I'm very confused. Yeah, Shane has uh, given us a little bit of a mystery here. I mean, I will say the IOU card, don't do that. No, I don't think... If you're, you're not going to give anything, just hope they don't notice. Right. You don't want to like put the spotlight on the fact that you're not giving them anything. Yeah, that's a bad idea. And then uh, an IOU card, suddenly their imagination is running wild. They're like, what is Shane going to eventually give me? Yeah. And apparently it's going to be something small. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just you kind of just want to like be lost in the shadows of the wedding. Yeah. Just uh, you're there. Obviously, you're kind of the their honor, the groomsman, all of this. Uh Hopefully that is enough to distract from the fact that you didn't bring a gift. Yeah, also, if you're like the groomsman and all the other stuff, like, aren't you doing a lot for the wedding anyways? I feel like you don't really necessarily have to give a present. You're an unpaid employee. Yeah, so I think on those two weddings, I don't think you would have to really feel obligated and definitely don't say IOU. No, you don't go to work and give your boss a paycheck. Yeah. So I feel like this person, Shane, you're absolutely fine not to give anyone a gift. On the other two... If you're going to go, just blend in and mooch on someone else's <laughs> gift, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, that's not a bad idea. Just write a card. That's actually, now we're getting into something. You write a card with a very generic, vague message, love Shane. Yeah. And then swap it with somebody else's card. Oh, yeah. That must have been done before. For sure. Or just like stick it by a present that you see if there's <laughs> yes. physical gifts and be like, mm, I got you that. The biggest thing you can find in the pile of gifts. Yeah. And suddenly it's from you. Why haven't I thought of that before? That's a perfect solution. <laughs> um, what's your feeling on destination weddings, giving a gift in one of those? Oh, um, I haven't been to a ton of weddings. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, I mean, I feel like society says you always have to give a gift at a wedding. Right. But if if I'm paying a bunch of money to come see you mar get married, I'm not, I don't want to give you a present. <laughs> I completely agree. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that anyone would expect someone to bring a gift to a destination wedding. Yeah. Dipping into their vacation fund for your little event? Yeah, no, thank you. And then you expect a... No, it's not. You. I, I'm just going to tell everyone, if you invite me to your destination wedding, I will be empty-handed. Yeah. I'm, I may bring a card that I'll be throwing on another gift, um, as we've just discovered through talking to Shane, but I will not be spending any more money on you. Well, I feel like we answered that question pretty well. I mean... I still advocate unfriend all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't need to feel guilty at all. And you were, you're giving them something to talk about at their weddings. Yeah, that's, that's a true. Gift. Wow, what a gift. <laughs> Shane disappeared. Yeah. Shane uh, unfriended and blocked. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? Maybe you can move back into your house. 
oh, and then kind of get your life back on track, maybe get married yourself, and then invite them, and then they're going to come screaming back to you, wanting to win your friendship. Shane, the world is your oyster. (laughs) Pro-nagging. This is this podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm glad Shane wrote in because I feel like we've saved his fall. That could have been a disaster and uh, could have ended up in a horrible wedding or winter. Four weddings. Uh, Four weddings, horrible weddings, horrible winters. Nobody wants any of that. Um, Shane, good luck. I'm sorry you wrote kind of a letter that confused us a little bit. Well, Irene, I have my flossers. (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, They're a useful gift. Uh, I probably... You know, usually I try to do a video on Instagram, but I'm not going to floss my teeth on camera. Oh. <laughs> uh, I feel like that is going to get the Instagram account blocked or something. But uh, these will go into my bag and are going to save me in a pinch. Yeah. And think about that moment when it, suddenly I'm getting something out of my teeth in the car. I'm like, nobody can see me this way. I'm thinking about Irene. And That's what I want. You want, <laughs> you want people to think about you in a moment of panic. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> Oh, well, I've had such a fantastic time with you. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Listener, go get yourself some flossers. Um, also, if you're driving a truck with a bunch of crap in the back, maybe strap that down. I saw one of those earlier, and they didn't have any of it strapped down. And I was like, put a strap over that. That feels like something I would do And because I'm too lazy. Why am I bringing this up? But I, it is a good thing to keep in mind. You don't want to just drive around with a bunch of crap flying out of your truck. Um I'm glad that I brought that up. That's important. This is the end of the podcast and suddenly I'm just dumping advice on you and I I apologize. I have to let you go. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kottner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!